0: and so I will go ahead and share my screen now should be able to see that yes so I'll get started with just a little explanation of the USDA's summer food service program and it's a program obviously funded through that federal organization and it provides schools and other nonprofit organizations or government entities with reimbursement for the meals that they serve to children, ages one through 18. There are obviously a few compliance and regulatory requirements for these sponsors, schools or nonprofits. One of those that applies most directly to producers or is maybe most pertinent information for producers is that those meals have to include specific components in minimum serving sizes. And the four components that are represented in the Summer Food Service Program meals include fluid milk, fruits and vegetables, grain, and then meat or meat alternate items. My slide to advance here, I can't, there we go. And as you might imagine, um, there are lots of summer food service sites across the state, and you've probably heard of the program and are aware of its operation at about 175 sites in Nebraska during a typical or traditional summer. We had lots of schools begin to utilize the summer food service program as a way to continue to provide meals to students enrolled in their school, and even other children like non-school age, younger kiddos in the community after their schools closed because of the pandemic. So we've seen a nice increase in schools interested in continuing to operate summer meals, at least through some or all of the summer. So we've got about 265 sites that are going to continue operating to serve meals, most commonly that's breakfast and lunch meals into the second half of June and through some portion of July or even August in some cases. And the map you see here is the one that Nebraska Appleseed maintains and updates, I believe, weekly. And you'll notice obviously that some of those locations are green or yellow. That doesn't have a big, um, that's not that meaningful to you, just to know that there are still about 265 sites continuing through the summer. And those colors differentiate closed and rolled from open sites, and that's not a big thing you need to worry about. Really, the message here is that there are lots of sites continuing to operate, still serving meals to children and planning to do so through the summer. So there certainly would be a market for procuring some local items to provide in those meals that they serve to children. If you're interested in locating some more specific or in-depth data about the possible sites that might operate in areas or communities or regions that you serve across Nebraska. The USDA Food Nutrition Service does maintain a Meals for Kids map where you can search and receive some pretty specific information about site locations based on like zip code or town. And so you can see that the map here in the left upper left picture has a search bar in it and after you in um, uh, search by a location or zip code, it's gonna give you some detailed information that you can see in the bottom left, I'm sorry, bottom right-hand picture, where it tells you the sponsoring organization or school's name, along with meal service start and end dates, which meals they serve, what those meal service times are. So that might be some helpful information for producers looking to locate, you know, um, I guess markets for them to utilize and and reach out to them to let those schools know what things they might have available for those meals. And now that you know what those required meal components are, you might be able to um, better utilize, I guess, those connections so you know what schools are looking for and what they need. The USDA has issued several flexibilities in the way that those summer food service sites provide meals. And if you're familiar with the program, you probably would recognize that grab and go and delivery and even curbside pickup of meals is not something that we traditionally see in the program. Normally those kids are required to stay at the site to receive their meals. So it goes without saying that what meals are served, or I'm sorry, what items are served in those meals is looking a lot different in some cases than it has in the past. Flexibilities also allow those schools and nonprofits to provide up to several days' worth of meals in a single meal distribution or a single distribution event. So they can provide up to seven days worth of meals in a single distribution. And obviously, there are lots of considerations surrounding food safety and ability of families to maintain foods at proper temperature if they're perishable items. And you'll see that some. Um, schools are choosing to provide hot meals daily, while others are opting to do more of a two or three day meal distribution a couple of times a week. So you'll notice, like I said, that those distribution methods vary and then the foods that they are offer in those meals are obviously gonna look different depending on what their capacity is, um, how many days worth of meals they're providing at once, what they think the storage capacity and capabilities of families is, So like I said, anything from hot meals to some more shelf-stable items are things you're gonna see, but local items can certainly be provided. Mm -hmm. Purchasing whole apples and serving them that way as opposed to peeling and, and slicing them would be one way that you would see something that's normally offered in a summer meal just be modified a little bit to help maintain or to avoid having to maintain time temperature controls, for example. We also wanted to make um, you aware that the Fresh Fruit Vegetable Program items are continuing to be served at some of the Summer Food Service Program sites, and the USDA has allowed that to continue happening through June 30th this year. Some of our smaller school districts continue to serve meals at or near their normal school operation volumes. And at larger districts like LPS, OPS, and those other schools in the Omaha metro area, they're probably not experiencing the value of meal participation that they normally would if school was in session. But for those smaller more mid- and more mid-sized schools, they're likely receiving reimbursement at or above what they normally would be receiving during the school year. So that reimbursement is obviously meant to cover the cost of food, Um, labor, transportation, and meal service supplies. So they certainly have the need to provide those uh, menu items, but they also have the funding to continue purchasing those menu items that they're serving to kids in the meals they're providing. As you're probably aware, schools have procurement plans, and in those plans they can include their own definition of local, but they cannot use local as a bidding specification, for example. So obviously they have to follow competitive procurement requirements. Um, And like I said, they've got the ability to define local, but those those things can't be used as specifications that place an unreasonable restriction on the bidders who can respond to a solicitation, for example. So in order to ensure full and open competition, schools wouldn't be able to purchase, you know, food, directly related or from a school board member, or maybe an employer family member, right? They could specify things like, um, could not specify rather brand name or that they only wanted to be able to get leaf lettuce from a producer within 25 miles, because that would restrict the competition so tightly that it wouldn't be fair and open, which is what's required. Using local as a specification, again, just isn't allowed. It would exclude all, in a way that it would exclude all non-locally grown ag products, making the solicitation overly restrictive. So simply that isn't allowed. They're allowed to identify or define local in their own terms, they just can't utilize it as a way to award a contract or as the sole, you know, um, factor in purchasing an item. We also wanna remind you that schools are probably utilizing micro-purchasing procurement. So all those purchases that are at or below $10,000 do not require bids for purchasing. Um, Schools are simply required to spread those transactions or those purchases out equitably amongst all qualified suppliers. So if you have questions about the program, um, how the the sponsors and schools are operating, anything surrounding that or about their ability to um, utilize local foods in those menu items they're continuing throughout the summer, um, my contact information is here. And I'm sure you all know Sarah Smith quite well. She's our local foods consultant and she would also be a great contact for you. Great, thank you, Katie. Thank you. Um, I we appreciate you sharing that information, and um, I do want to point to a couple of links that are being shared in the chat as well. Um, And